treat everything as a relationship. So money is one of the biggest relationships that you have. So many of us want more money, but if you're treating it like shit, you ain't going to get it. Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, former on-air entertainment host and past professional fitness competitor and health coach. And several times per week, I'll be bringing you epic guest conversations and solo episodes along with the tools, tricks, and tips that you need in order to step into your power, own your purpose, and stand out in the world as the most vibrant version of you. Because I believe that the more you you are in the world, the more successful and fulfilled you will be. So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get amplified because blending in is bullshit. Today, I sit down with my dear friend, Kelly Chase, who is a business and mindset coach, reality TV celebrity, and small town girl from Georgia. Kelly is on a mission through vulnerability and raw storytelling to inspire, motivate, and empower women to create the life that they crave. Kelly combines business strategy and mindset coaching to help single female entrepreneurs overcome burnout, reconnect to self, and master their self-worth. As we release, redefine, and rise, we will receive all that we desire. Kelly has been through her own journey of challenges from weight gain and weight loss, body image struggles, to being $30,000 in debt and manifesting the money to pay it all off in less than two years, to not honoring her own boundaries when it came to love and relationships, to losing herself and then rediscovering who she was again. Furthermore, from burnout and anxiety to once and for all resigning from the nine to five grind, Kelly's mantra is to let go of what is no longer serving you so that you can create space for new, for peace, for happiness, and joy. Kelly has been practicing this for a few years, and some of her own deep-rooted stories and behaviors have caused conflict with her own mantra, but in the end, she always chooses joy, she always chooses herself, and in turn, she radically receives what she desires. Hope you enjoyed this raw, real conversation. We dig into all of it, including struggles, self-worth, body image, what it's like to be on a reality show, dating in 2020, how to own your unique magic, and so much more. I think you guys are going to love it. All right, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Amplify. So, so grateful to have you here. I adore you, think the world of you, and I'm super excited to have you on the show and go deep on some juicy topics with you. So thank you. How are you doing today? I'm so good. Thank you for having me. I just adore of you course. too. I just have, of course. like, as you're introducing me, I was just having flashbacks of you teaching us inside of Angie's like coaching program, like oh three years gosh. ago. <laughs> yeah. So fun fact, everybody, Kelly and I met, and I've said this so many times, like on social media and stuff that I have met some of my closest friends and like uh, most amazing and like beautiful relationships in my life through coaching programs, through masterminds, through investing in my own development and growth. And 
and then being in a room in a program with like-minded humans. And yeah, Kelly and I met um, a, a handful of years ago. I was co-coach in a mastermind that I had previously done, like previously been a student of, and that's how we connected. And here we are now. So yeah, I know, like that feels Crazy. like so long ago as well. Right? It does. <laughs> so as you know, we start every episode with some rapid fire questions. So let's get into it. What is something that you're grateful for right now? I'm really grateful for the fact that I decided to choose myself and not mm. stay in my nine to five. Yes. Which we will talk about. Soon. Yes. <laughs> what is a guilty pleasure of yours? Whether or not you actually feel guilt with it. Cause everyone's like, well, I don't feel guilty because I'm in alignment, right? What's, what's one of those like stereotypical kind of guilty pleasures that you've got? Well, like the first thing. Oh, yeah, the, yes, the first thing that popped into mind. Yep, here we go. What is it? It's not. I don't feel guilty about it, but like That's okay. Self pleasure. Self pleasure. Okay, girl. Oh, I'm yelling. I'm yelling. Sorry, editor. <laughs> like, oh. uh, clearly, I agree with this. <laughs> yes, yes, queen. Okay. Random fact that many people might not know about you. I have a toe ring. Well, they're like separate toe rings. Like they're, it's like three little separate rings that have been on my, one of my left toes since I was 16. Wow. And I will be 36 in July. So wow. 20 years, toe rings have never come off my toes. They're like solid gold, silver. Yeah. Like, cause with certain rings, like like the tiny ones, like you just like pop them on and you're like, all right, well that we lubed it up, pop that ring on. And that's never coming off. Like I have a few on my middle finger that I like, if it gets too hot out or I'm dehydrated, I'm like, Oh my, these might yeah. blend into my body. And one day I may just have to cut them off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. If do you have any weird talents or special skills? I can do the worm. Uh, oh. like the dance. Yeah, I can do the worm and I can roll my belly like an ocean. <laughs> Ooh, oh, okay. These are tricks that um, next time I hang out with you, we, we're going to demonstrate and see. Yes. If you weren't doing what you do now, which I know is so perfect for you and you love, like what's some kind of like random like job or career that you always thought would be kind of cool, but, but obviously knowing that you're so in alignment now, like what's like that random job or career? That always looked cool or that well, you might pursue I mean, if yeah I I think like um acting for me mm, like I mean okay. it, but honestly it would be something that I would probably pursue yeah I like yeah. it what'd yeah. you want to be when you were little I wanted to be an actress a teacher or a baby doctor <laughs> okay I Random. love all the things that we want to do when we're little you're like I want to be a, a pop star a police officer a doctor yeah like yeah yeah I wanted to be I wanted to be an actress and a pop star, like I just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at one point, a doctor or a vet. All right. When's the last time that you cried? Probably like two days ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Same. Yeah. Like every day. <laughs> Yesterday, maybe. Oh no! I watched like a military, like heartwarming, like father son reel this morning, and I'm like getting teared up. I'm like, come on. Oh yeah, those are good ones, though. Yep, always get you. When's the last time that you laughed so hard that you almost peed your pants? Maybe last Friday. I had a girl's okay. night, so we were doing stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Favorite meal? Huh. Um, 
honestly, I really like healthy food, like, Mm -hmm. but that taste that just has a lot of like flavor explosion. So it could be like grilled, you know, like a grilled, like salmon or like sea bass or something on like a bed of asparagus with like roasted mashed potatoes. I don't know. It just, just something that has a lot of flavor to it. Otherwise like Mexican or fettuccine Alfredo. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Solid options. What's your favorite travel destination or your next travel destination? Um, well, I would love to go to Tulum, Mexico. So (laughs) there (laughs) I would love, yeah, I've never been there, but I just, it just looks so magical. And I've had a lot of friends that have gone there and obviously I'm, I get FOMO every time I'm watching their stories on Instagram. Yeah, like sorry so, in two weeks <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll be living vicariously through you probably um but yeah I mean I've also always wanted to go um to now I'm having a drawing of blank Iceland to see the northern lights oh, yes I want to see the northern lights so bad yeah. like Iceland yeah. Alaska or something yeah love yeah. it All right. Now we're going to get into the juicy stuff. I would love for you to tell us your story or at least the like cliff notes version of it. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Yeah. A cliff note. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So I will say that I started health coaching. I started in the health coaching space, 2013. And with that was just kind of like I don't know. I mean, just health coaching. I was working nine to five at the time. I would probably, I think I was like teaching spin classes too. Um, so always, I was always this constant, like hustler always had multiple jobs. I don't think I ever didn't have something else going on. I mean, I was a bartender for a while. I did liquor promotions for a while, like always something else. Cause I mean, now I know money mindset stuff, but back in the day, you know, it's like you hustle, you work hard for your money, got to work hard to be successful. Work harder, work more. Yeah. 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 So, and I had, you know, my circle of friends, they had pretty established careers and were always leveling up. So making more money. And of course, if I wanted to make more money, I just got more little side jobs instead of, instead of leaving a nine to five to get a job that paid more, I just got more jobs. (laughs) Didn't really make sense, but that's what I did. So anyways, but yeah, so 2013 started health coaching, was doing that for a little while. Then I actually went through my own weight and like body image struggles. So I started Googling, you know, bikini competitor diets, bikini competitor workouts. And I mean, I know obviously that's what you used to do. You have Mm -hmm. done in the past and you had a coach. I did not. I just was using Google as my support and I didn't know what I was doing. So of course I lost some weight that I probably didn't need to lose at first. And then I gained like 35 pounds and Mm. I was like, like what in the world just happened to me? But, you know, so I, I started having like imposter syndrome because of the fact I'm like, Oh, who am I? I obviously have some health issues going on. Who am I to coach other people on their health? So I started being in that realm. And then I was like, well, maybe people, you know, I, I'm just going to be vulnerable and just start sharing my journey. So I did. And people actually started working, like more people started working with me because I could actually resonate with how they felt. Uh. Yeah. When we share like the real human side of us, right? Like, you know, I say this all the time. You say this as well. Like the more yourself you are, like the more vulnerable you are and transparent and authentic, like the more people connect with you. Right. And if you're running your own business and doing coaching and stuff like that, like the more people are going to want to be a part of that. So yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I am, you know, like I said, on my journey of losing weight and just feeling more confident in my own skin, I was coaching again and it felt good. Um, I was still working a nine to five, working as a fitness trainer for an all audio based fitness app also at that time. And in, I started, I I lost like half the weight, I guess, um, within the year after I started, like, I actually, what happened was that I was like obsessively working out. I was teaching spin classes. So of course that's 45 minutes of like aggressive cardio. And then I would like get off the bike and go do like 45 minutes of like super setting. So I was burning like 2000 calories a day and I was eating maybe like 800 calories. Yeah. It was very bad. So yeah, my body just cortisol level was like through the roof. Like I had so much stress on my body. So that's why I gained all the weight. And as soon as I started doing like practice mindfulness, um, I, I worked out, I changed literally everything. I stopped teaching spin more or less, not because of the weight challenges, because I actually had a nerve issue that popped up also in my hip. And I was like, I kept calling out sick because I was like, well, it's obviously triggered when I'm on a bike. (laughs) So I stopped teaching spin because of that. And anyways, I started just working out maybe 30 minutes a day, going for walks um, and eating more food, obviously. And I started Mm -hmm. losing the weight. So that's Mm kind of how I started to do that. And that was kind of when I was health coaching at that point too. That was my whole thing. I mean, I think that's like when I met you, my whole like niche or not niche, but like how I helped women was like to do less, eat more. That was like my whole thing. So anyways, continued that journey. And like I said, I was a fitness trainer for a while and I was receiving a bunch of messages, just like you're changing my life. Thank you so much for this Mm -hmm. workout. It's not just, you know, changing me, it's changing my relationship with my children and with my husband and things like that. And it was just so profound. Um, and I was like, what am I doing at this nine to five? Like, why am I here? there's more to life. I mean, this, this nine to five that I'm at for 40 hours a week, I don't receive messages like that. I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not impacting anyone. So Mm -hmm. I decided in 2017, the summer to leave that nine to five and pursue just the health coaching and the fitness training and set out on this journey of discovering who Kelly was. Cause I had been, I'd kind of been having, uh, I don't know, relations, I guess, with a guy that I worked with. Which is dumb. Relations. Um, relations. <laughs> <laughs> I was, but it was, it, what was interesting, probably a year before though, that I left that nine to five, he wasn't like choosing me. Like he didn't want to mm. date me. Mm-hmm. So, and we, this was a very small office. We sat directly across from each other. Like hey. I could have literally slid down in my chair and touched his leg. That's how close we were. So I had to face him every single day. A guy who was like, yeah, I bet it was like literally like emotional, like cutting every single day. Cause I'm like, why doesn't he want to be with like, why can't he date me? And I even told him one time, I was like, if it's because we work together, like I'll quit tomorrow. Like I've been here for seven years. I don't care. (laughs) I'll go find another job. (laughs) But yeah, it was just like, it was just so emotional. So it was like part of that. And the fact of me obviously not creating an impact. I didn't, I just didn't know who I was. I had like, Mm -hmm. I felt like I had no purpose in life. So, and then when I was doing the health coaching and the training, some, the messages were just coming in and I was like, there's more to life. So yeah, I set off on this thing and I was like, nothing changes if nothing changes. So I stopped like my life completely did like a 180, 360, however you want to call it. 
I used to go out. I was social butterfly. I would go out with my friends every weekend. I mean, I was like, I was doing crazy stuff. So I literally started staying in on the weekends. I mean, my parents at one point were like, is there something wrong with you? Like Mm, you, yeah. Like you used to go out, you used to hang out with your friends all the time. Like you're not hanging out with friends anymore. Like, are you Mm. okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm totally fine. I just am choosing to do different things. And a parent and a, you know, my friends aren't doing these things. Like mm-hmm. there are friends that are still single and they're going out and they're drinking on the weekends and that's totally fine, but that's not what I want to do right now. Like I'm trying yeah. to actually change my life. And then there's friends that are like in relationships, having children, getting married, that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I'm neither. I, so, you know, I started to kind of what we were talking about at the beginning, reaching out, like started listening to podcasts and then joining Facebook groups and you know, just connecting with people socially and, you know, through social media and virtually, but I started listening to podcasts and that's when I joined the group, you know, the mastermind that year mm-hmm. too. Cause I was like, okay, I love everything. Like, I think it was Angie Lee's podcast that I was actually listening to and it was just empowering me and teaching me things about how I needed to like run my health coaching business and actually like sail it and not just keep, I felt like I was like throwing pain against the wall every time. I mean, I worked with everybody and anybody. Mm-hmm. So I just like, I just, I felt like I just like had no direction up until that point in 2018, I read more books than I had probably in my entire life. And they were all personal development books, which is something I'd never read before. Um, so yeah, I did that joined the mastermind. And uh, a couple months later is when we started to film love is blind. Yes. Which we'll so, talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was interesting. Like so yeah, we filmed Love is Blind. Then I felt like my brain was all mush. So I hired a one-on-one coach and, you know, Aaron, it was Aaron Porter that I had hired business and mindset mm-hmm. coach. And I joke with her because I'm like, wow, you did more for my mindset than you did my business at the time. But I needed the mindset stuff. Like yeah. uh, she was like a therapist for me and just radically changed my life. Uh, after working with her for four months, I was like, this is what I want to do with my, with clients. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk about how many calories are eating anymore. I don't want to talk about that stuff. Like I have the knowledge, but I don't want to talk about it. It's my passion has come like that health health coaching has come and gone. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. Um, however, this was like, they'd be like this time around this time, 2019. And I started to transition, you know, that health coaching into more of the mindset stuff. So I started talking about things online and people were like, what are you talking about? Like, wait, you're supposed to be talking about this, but now you're talking about this. And like, I was, you know, it was just like, I was not regurgitating, but I was so excited about what I had been learning and what I had started to integrate in my own life that I was just sharing it, but I felt like I was losing my audience. So if I launched a program, I think there was some lack of trust within me Mm -hmm. and therefore people weren't signing up to work with me. And so- yeah. And my parents were like, Kelly, coaching thing is not working right now. Like you need to go get a job because you have no money coming in right now. So I did in uh, June of 2019. I, I mean, I'm going to say it the right way. I invested in myself and created an opportunity to support myself and invest and support my dream of continuing this entrepreneurial thing. And I was like, I'm not giving it up. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. keep doing it. Somehow I will, I'll figure out a way. (laughs) And we talked about this on, on your show, actually, where like, cause I did that in 2019 actually as well. Mm -hmm. I had, that was a gap year for me. I call it a gap year. Cause I took a break 
and did personal training at a gym here in Los Angeles because I needed to work on my mental health. I needed to prioritize personal life and family and all that kind of stuff. I wasn't feeling excited about or inspired in my business. I was also pivoting and not really clear on what I wanted the pivot to be. I was dealing with depression. So, so much of the time, like, especially when you, especially when you're like, you've left the nine to five before, and then you're like doing the entrepreneur thing and you go back into a nine to five, it can feel like such a step backwards. Right. And there can be so much shame connected with that. So I love even just how you restated it just now created an opportunity, you know, to be able to still pursue your own business, but give you some structure and stability. Right. And I think that's beautiful. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. And sometimes, yo, like sometimes when you have the entire day to run your own business and do whatever you want, you're not super effective with your time. And sometimes when you're like, you know what, if I've only got three hours after my nine to five to really put in the work to like grow this business that I'm working on, like you some, like, I think sometimes you're going to prioritize your time and energy much better when it's limited. So sometimes we need to do that and we need to give ourselves more structure, you know, in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was, it was so helpful to just, wow, I can actually pay my rent. I can pay my bills without having to worry about when, when, where is that next bill coming from or having to, you know, the expression get clients to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't want to get clients. Like I don't want to be getting anybody. I want to attract clients yes. based on their own free will and that they want to work with me. I have something to offer them and that's it, you know? Yeah. And but yeah, it was, it was definitely a hard time. I started dating someone in the spring of 2019 too. And it was like reflecting back, it's like, wow, we really do attract who we are in the moment mm-hmm. a lot of times. And cause he, like, we literally both got a new job the same month. We started the same job. And like, he also was working like another thing. Like he was big into like day trading. Okay. So I, it's, it's just so wild. Like we had a lot of challenges, I guess that were popping up. He technically wasn't ready for a relationship and I got really needy and like graspy. I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) So it was, it was hard. I felt like I was before we wound up like ending things, uh, you know, around the fall of 2019, I just, I remember like walking with him one day and I was like, I feel like I'm depressed. You know, I just, I feel like everything is just crashing down on me. I'm financially in such a big pickle. Like everything is just, it just, like, I just don't feel happy, you know? And it was a hard thing to get out of, you know, when I thought, when you, when you think of someone being depressed, I guess in my mind, I was like, oh, they just like can't get out of bed and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, I could get out of bed. It may have taken me a little while, but I just wasn't, there was just like a numbing that was like over me. And it was just really, really difficult. Yeah. That was like, when I was dealing with depression in 2019, like I'm, I'm no stranger to anxiety and I can identify that really easily. And when it does pop up, which is rare now, but I had never really dealt with depression and was a very high functioning depressed person, you know, was still working out a ton, was still social, was training clients, like all this stuff. I didn't feel like I was as unhappy as now looking back, I realize I was, you know, and, and it wasn't until like, I was working with a therapist who said, Oh, you're dealing with a little depression. And I was like, Oh, that's what this shit is. 
Got yes. it. And this makes so much more sense. Thank goodness. Because I thought I just had, was permanently broken from here on out, you know? Right. And so, yeah, it doesn't look like, it doesn't always look like what you think depression looks like. And even now, like that I'm so in alignment and fulfilled and there's like living my truth, girl, like even people who I know from back then, from during that phase of my life, going, saying things like, you're just so much more like alive and lit up and all this. And I've always been like a high energy, pretty like positive person. And I'm like, wow. So I really like, I didn't realize like how, yeah, yeah. how I felt back then, you know? So, yeah. so yeah, it, you can still be like doing all the things, but exactly what you said, it's a numbing, you know, yeah. and disinterest and just like, ugh. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like all that was happening in 2019, I got rejected again, you know, the break, like there was a breakup. And so it was just like, blah, like it just felt like crap again. Mm-hmm. And then 2020 came uh, February. Obviously that's when love is blind aired. I know. It, it was crazy. Yeah. It's been over a year. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, love is blind aired. And it was interesting because, you know, my title, you know, when they're introducing me on the show, it says health coach on the thing. And I was just like, damn it. So like, I don't want to be like, and not just like health coaching can be anything. I mean, health coaching is about mindset it's coaching amazing. too, yeah. but you know, I think I was just so in this, like, oh, people are going to associate this with, oh, she talks about like nutrition. She talks about fitness. She talks about weight loss. And I'm like, I just, I, I don't know. Right. I just like, and didn't want to go there. Feeling like, oh, well now I have to do that then. Yes. Yeah. So that's what yeah. I got branded as from this show. So I guess I have yes. to fall into that role. Right. Exactly. So I was, I remember like I have a Facebook community and I grew the Facebook community by probably 1500 to 2000 people when the show aired, because I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, if you're feeling, you know, you don't love yourself and you know, body image issues, you're struggling with health and whatever. And so they like filtered in and then, you know, one lesson for anyone listening who has like a Facebook community, like really nurture the shit out of that because your, your clients are there. They are. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't, nurture it. I, I mean, I'll tell you that I'm be honest. Like there are days, yes, I may post regularly, but for me to like, actually like truly feel like I'm making a connection, it hasn't been there. Um, and if you're not feeling aligned with it and that's not where your heart wants to be, like, it's going to be even harder. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, when the show came out, um, I would, t- I took off, uh, maybe like a day here and there. Cause I, again, I was still working the nine to five and even my castmates, like a couple months after the show aired, they were like, Hey, you're still working. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't get like a huge ass brand deal. Like I still have a <laughs> function and pay my, my bills. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there was, there were a lot of brand collaborations and everything. And I probably could have left my nine to five. Um, but I was paying off debt. So the brain collaborations game and they paid off the majority of my debt. Um, but I do a lot of money mindset work too. So I was like opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. Um, but I radically burnt myself out. I mean, cause I was constantly showing up with everywhere. Oh, be on this podcast. Will you do a Facebook live? Will you do this brain collaboration? I was like, I don't have like, and I'm trying to do a business too. I'm trying to like realign to my purpose and like really freaking figure out what the heck I want to do. And then I thought, you know, going through, I was still, I was, I don't know, me and the boy kind of got back into things like in 2022. So we were hanging out and then we were like, oh, we're like boyfriend, girlfriend, like COVID boyfriend, girlfriend in a sense. Mm-hmm. And, but we, you know, we, we just weren't our best selves. 
like either of us, again, it was that attraction thing. Like we're not showing up as our best selves for ourselves. So we weren't showing up as our best selves for each other. Yeah. And it was hard there. And then I'm like, I'm teaching about like self-love and alignment and boundaries. And I'm like, well, Kelly, you're not fully stepping into your own boundaries with this guy. Like, let him go. Like, and it was just hard because I'd known him my whole life. That was right. what was hard about it. Um, but with that being said, I just remember like uh, fall of last year, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, Kelly, like you, it's causing too much stress to continue in this relationship or whatever this is. So we have to let it go. And the guy was on the same page. I mean, we, we did have a mutual end of things. Um, but it was just so interesting how, I mean, just sequence of events, like looking back now, I'm like, wow, like the more that I am becoming aligned with myself and in tune with what I need and letting go, I have all these little mantras and it's like, let go of what's not serving you. And I even said this to him one time, I was like, I need to practice what I'm preaching. Like, let go of what's not serving me. This relationship is not serving me. So I need to let it go. And then I was still doing the nine to five. I was just, I needed a break. I was probably complaining about my nine to five, not that the job was bad or that I hated it. I just was so burnt out. Um, Like I said, I probably should have taken a vacation after the show aired and I just didn't. I just kept showing up and I had to be at work at, you know, 7 a.m. So I was waking up at 5 a.m. every day. Good. I mean, my self-care routine was not where it needed to be at all. So I was like neglecting myself. I was pleasing everybody else. I was showing up for everybody else. And yeah, it was two and a half weeks ago. I left the nine to five because I, I literally, I had anxiety. I know. Thank you. Well, I had anxiety. I've never, ever had an anxiety attack or a panic attack or whatever. I didn't know what that even was, what that felt like. Well, now I can say I have like Valentine's weekend. I had two in a row Saturday, Sunday, and wow. like woke up 6.30 in the morning, both days, just heart racing, mm. mind racing. I was like, what is happening? Like I couldn't, no matter how much I did breath work or meditated, I could not calm it down. So I took a whole week off of work <laughs> right after Valentine's day. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. Like I, and my mom goes, hey, Kelly, if, if after this week, you know, if you go back to the nine to five and you still like the anxiety kind of comes back, like let it go. Yeah. You know, and yeah, Yeah. it took me a month. It took me three weeks to a month. And I just, it was interesting because I knew that I was going to resign again, not because I hated the job or anything, but because I was so out of alignment again, it's like, like, oh, what's not serving you? This isn't serving me anymore. Anxiety is like an alarm clock in our body telling us there's like pain, trauma that needs to be healed. There's that there's just something out of alignment. Something is not right. And it's your body's like, you know, warning signal and alarm to like get shit aligned. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just been, yeah, I woke up like, again, I wasn't going to resign necessarily until I don't know, probably like April something or whatever. And I don't know why I gave myself that timeframe, but I don't know. I woke up one day, I did a masterclass, uh, the beginning of March, I did a masterclass and I was like, so on fire with the masterclass. And literally the next morning I called my boss and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So, and I took two weeks off. I mean, I literally like cleared my schedule for the last two weeks. Thank you. Yeah. I cleared my schedule the last two weeks and I was like, I just need to do me. Um, the first week I cried almost every day. I was just radically. Well, yeah. Yeah. Purging all that energy, so much energy, such a big energy shift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm finally fucking choosing myself. Like, hell yeah, Kelly. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I just, you just give me the chills. So, okay. So now tell us like, so what are you doing now? Like, how do you, and you know, I know, but like, tell us like, what does your business look like now? How are you making an impact? Yeah. Yeah. So right now, well, yeah, I'm business and mindset coaching, I would say for like that first year entrepreneur helping them. And it could be, maybe you don't even, maybe you think you want to be a health coach or a life coach or whatever, or maybe you're in network marketing and you're just not making the sales that you want to. Like I did a network marketing for five years and I never, like, I was never good at it. Quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Like I never excelled exponentially. I would make some money, whatever, but I never went all in on it either, you know? So it just wasn't happening anyways. But what I'm doing with these, with the women now, it's like just helping them to overcome the burnout and helping them to actually do that, like realign. And I know y'all are probably like, okay, well, but Kelly, you just were in burnout, like literally three weeks ago, but I knew like, it was like faith over fear. Like, I don't care. I don't care if I am not even making a dollar tomorrow. Like I have to give it up because it's not serving me. And you just get to this point. Like I've done so much mindset work and inner healing work myself that and money mindset work that I, I literally had no, there was no guilt. There was no shame. There was no resistance, no hesitations. It was just like an easy, like I'm done. I'm done. So I help women now to overcome the burnout, master their self-worth And I always say unleash their goddess magic because that's exactly what I want you to do. Like, I love it. Don't roll your eyes when you say that. I'm in the (laughs) space of doing it myself. I mean, and I have been, I feel like ever since like, even I, you know, the relationship ended last fall, I've fully, am like just consciously stepping into more of my power every single day. Mm. And that's where the alignment comes from and just creating more fun, like helping people to understand that everything you think you should be doing is not what you probably should be doing and really helping them tap into their feminine energy. A lot of us don't even know what that is. I didn't until I started working with a one-on-one coach a few years ago. I mean, we live in such a masculine dominated world that we just don't know what that is. So we constantly Mm -hmm. are on and we're constantly going, we're constantly hustling. And so if I can help women to undo all that and realize that there's a lot of just deep rooted stories or limiting beliefs that are associated with it, And I can help bring awareness to that. They're like, that's why I feel like I need to do this. Or that's why I'm doing this behavior all the time. Or this is why I keep attracting the same experiences when it comes to dating and relationships, even Mm -hmm. like I love going into the relationship side of things too. (laughs) We are going to talk about that. I would love to hear from you. Like, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that for you really like stepping into your power and like strengthening your self-worth, owning your feminine energy, all of that. Like what were some of the things that helped you make those shifts? You know, whether it was even just like the mantras or like, you know, yeah. What were some of those things that were really helpful for you? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely the mantra of like, let go of what's not serving you Mm. constantly. I mean, I write that all the time. Um, I am, let's see, I practice, well, I try to practice my like little miracle morning every day. And it's, I, that's what I started doing in 2018. And I think that's why everything started just radically started to like shift for me before I filmed the show. (laughs) But you know, the it's affirmations and meditations, visualizations, and just truly embodying like 
as if it's already happening, you know, like what, where you see yourself and that's what manifestation is reading the personal development books, uh, journaling all the time. I mean, I journal Mm -hmm. so much and then obviously like moving my body in the way that feels good for me, just moving that stuck energy. And that could be dancing. That could be going for a walk, yoga, lifting weights, whatever. But you also do solo dates, which I freaking love. And I was inspired by you to do more of that. Are you an entrepreneur looking to elevate your authority? Do you want to be known as the go-to expert in your industry, even more than you already are? To reach celebrity status and get your message out to even more people around the world? Have you been considering public relations, but you just haven't found the right agency to work with? Or maybe you haven't seen the results that you were hoping for? I get it. Working with a PR agency can be expensive and sometimes you don't get the results. At Influence and Impact, we've worked with some of the biggest heart-centered entrepreneurs in the game, helping them to land major media coverage, top podcast interviews, speaking gigs, and collaborate with influencers who are excited to share their message with their audience. We would love to support you in getting your message out into the world in an even bigger way so that you can make an even bigger impact. You deserve it, and the world needs more of you. To learn more about Influence and Impact's PR and influencer marketing services, please visit laurensalon.com. Tell us a little bit about solo dates. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, I have, I do solo dates and I also do money dates. Yep. So the solo dates just little, and I encourage like the girls that I had worked with over the last year, I, that was one of their homework pieces was to, I have a program called goddess magic and I'm actually like redoing it. So it's going to be like bigger and better and just be all the, all the juice. But anyways, their homework was to take themselves on a solo date. And I said, not at lunch, not at breakfast at dinner time, take yourself to a fancy ass restaurant and go buy yourself a steak or salmon or whatever. I said, most people don't do that. Like th- a lot of people are okay going to grab lunch on their own. Yeah. That's fine. But to go to a dinner by themselves, it's it can be intimidating because you're like, like getting dressed like, yeah. like as if you're on date night with yourself. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, just high vibe, like put the makeup on, put the heels on if that's what you choose or sneakers. I don't care, but like get yourself to a place where you feel really good, really confident as if you're literally going on a date with someone else, but you are literally only going on a date with yourself and you go to a restaurant and sit there. And I encourage you to sit at the table, not necessarily the bar, but either way is fine. And just enjoy and observe everyone around you. It, it's it's actually um, a th- like a tool that strengthens your emotional intelligence too, because you're observing the relationships of everyone kind of going on around you. And not mm-hmm. it's not a good thing to make assumptions, but you can just read people's body language. And yeah. it just helps you to understand Oh, I've seen that before. I've been familiar with how that looks, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So yeah, you get to but be it's, so present, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like have a, have a cocktail of choice, like whatever, just, it's just such a, it raises your vibration. And the reason why everything is about vibration. Okay. So if we are at a higher vibration. We are attracting other things that are vibing at that frequency too. And when we're at those levels, the things that we desire will come in because we are radiating at that frequency. So we do the same thing also with like a money date. So, and my coach taught me this too. It's like a money date every, whether it's once a week, I do mine every other week. So it's a bi-monthly thing. 
I just coached my girls on this in my mentorship program yesterday, just yeah. literally right before we got on right now, recorded a podcast episode about this. So yes, I'm I all for it. money dates. I would, I, yeah, I'm excited to hear what yours is like. Yeah. So I will like pull up on my laptop or whatever, my bank account and you know, I'm a, I'm all about to like, okay, buying myself flowers. I buy myself flowers pretty often mm-hmm. as well. So I have flowers in my house. I'll usually do this, like sitting in front where my flowers are, maybe light a candle, have some like nice music on, whatever. Again, it's like setting the mood yeah. as if you're on a date. Treat yourself the way that you want to be treated. Treat your exactly. bank account the way that you want to be treated, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With everything that we have in life, we have a relationship. Mm-hmm. You have a relationship. So treat everything as a relationship. So money is one of the biggest relationships that you have. So many of us want more money, but if you're treating it like shit, you ain't going to get it. <laughs> yeah. You date, if you're going to treat your money and your bank account, like a booty call, not really know what's going on, unplugged, disconnected from it. And then be like, oh shit, I need to get some let's work harder or let's, oh, where's the money? Like then your bank account's going to be like, yeah. show up like a booty call, you know, like yeah. <laughs> treat your, your, treat your bank account. Like it's somebody you want to freaking marry. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, you just get this like high vibration and you send gratitude to every line. So I'll like, okay, my power bill. Yeah. That's money going out, but Hey, that lights my house. That gives me electricity. Like, thank you. You know, thank you so much. And so I, yeah, I send gratitude to every single line and money coming, money going, whatever it is. And it just, like I said, it just creates that respect. And maybe it sounds weird to people, but it works. I've been yep, doing it now. Exactly. I'm like, I don't years. care if it sounds weird because I'm, bank accounts very healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it even goes deeper. Like this was something. So I used to take, I never really used to have wallets <laughs> and I used to like be the, I used to be like a dude, like roll up my cash or like just fold it up and like stick it in the zipper part. Well, that was like another thing. Like we, we have to protect and keep our money safe just like we want to protect and keep our significant other safe or whatever, or ourselves safe. So I have been using a wallet now for the last three years and, you know, I unfold the money. It is, it goes in like nice and flat and straight. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just absolutely love creating these just different rituals for myself. And it's just like a self-care routine. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got to take care of yourself. So you take care of money, take yourself, you treat yourself how you want others to treat you period. Yep. But you have to go first in doing that. So yeah. And, you know, I said this during a rapid fire, like self-pleasure, like if you are not communicating with yourself, how are you going to tell a man what to do? Yeah. Well, and too, with that, like our sexual health and sexual yep. fulfillment is so connected to our relationship with money, right? Because yes, all those, those things very much come down to like knowing yourself, trusting yourself, like self-love, right? Like, yeah. All of that. It's true. And like no. worthiness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's is. very well connected. It is. Every, I just laugh because every time that I'm about to like masturbate, I'm like, I'm open to receive. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm open to receive. Abundance flows to me effortlessly. <laughs> <Ay>. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you can do like, like there's, yeah sex magic. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can like do make your sexual experiences a very meditative and like visualizational practice. Like I've definitely done that. Like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And it's all, you know, just vulnerable conversation here. So when I was working with Erin, uh, we started talking about, um, she, she brought up the topic of orgasmic manifestation. Yes. Okay. Yep. 
And I go, and I go, I was like, okay, well, that sounds good. I said, but I've never had an orgasm. And she was like, okay. Like so you had not, this reaction? Yeah. I no. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah. So at the age of what was it, 30, I'll be 36 in July. So <gasps> it's just three years ago, two and a half, three years ago. It was my first orgasm. So, so I the told, last like, couple of years have been just so exciting. Been great. Huh? I'm like, who needs a man? <laughs> who needs a man? Um, no, but it's just been so just eye-opening, of course. But yeah, she like said that and then she literally gave me homework. She's like, Kel, like I can't teach you how to have an like orgasmic manifestation because you don't even know what it feels like. So wow. I need you to like play with yourself like every day. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And like as women, like one of the incredible things and gifts that we have is like our bodies and like the fact that our bodies can create freaking humans in them, you know, and yes, also our orgasms, like, hi, like multiple orgasms also like ours are like way more potent than men's, like all that kind of stuff, like powerhouses down in this, the womb. Right. (laughs) Right. So if we're blocked off in that way, like from sexual trauma or shame or not pleasuring ourselves like that sort of thing or not having orgasms like that blocks off so much of our power source. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it has been definitely just interesting and, you know, it was guys, I mean, in the past, you know, dating and stuff, it's like some would get frustrated, but that was so I mean, why we even started talking about the orgasm manifestation obviously was a, a business strategy in a sense, but it was tied to a lot of things like, um, that was like part of my therapy, I guess, going through this, the deep inner work was I had a situation in college where I was mm. just had some sexual traumas. And mm. so my association was that I'm like, I guess I was never like the guy never really like focused on me. So I was okay with it. Or I thought that maybe you're supposed to orgasm, like you're supposed to climax, like really quickly or something. Like I didn't really understand perhaps. Mm. And so I was just with this sexual thing, the sexual trauma that happened. I wanted to like get the guy off as soon as possible so that I could leave his house. So I associated it. I was just, I was just always like, Oh, it's fine. Like I'm broke. Like guys that I dated in the future, I was like, I, it's fine. Like I'm just broken. Like we can just focus on you. And oh, I would almost, wow. I would almost get aroused when they would get off. Mm. Cause it, I'm it's sure a power. A, there's a, a level of like power there. Yeah. Yeah. So I would be like excited about it, but then that was it. It wasn't like we, okay. Like sex is over. The guy got off sex is over. So then yeah. it's like, okay, well then I'm neglected, but I just was like, okay, that's fine. And it's like, no, yeah. it's not fine. Like there was a guy that I just like kind of hung out with <laughs> right before I dated the guy last year. It was interesting because this random hookup guy, he like really focused on me. And I was like, holy crap. Like, and I was feeling, I never got off with him, but I was feeling like different things. And I was like, something's, whoa, what is this man doing to me? Like, oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe I'm not broken. Maybe I will be able to feel this. <laughs> But then that like fizzled out, whatever. And, but yeah. And then the guy that I dated um, over the last year and a half, like he was always trying to focus on me. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like this is how it's supposed to be. But Mm. I think I never like during sex, I could not get off with him solely because I feel like there was just like a a emotional, like, yeah, there was a barrier up or something in some way. Yeah, there was something. Because when we, when we don't feel 
like we can fully relax and surrender as women, like really relax into our divine feminine. Like it's going to be harder to have an orgasm always. Yeah. 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 So that's where I'm like, okay, well on my own, I can just fully like, like I said, just open to receive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and similarly with money too, like if we're not open to receive, like, you know, with our bodies, we're not going to be open to receive in other ways either. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And not yeah. being intentional and like nurturing with, with ourselves in that way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that we went here with this. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about for sure, talk about the love is blind experience. Cause that was yeah. such a like huge wild ride. So what was it like, how did that even like come onto your plate and like get started? Like, how did that even like become an option for you? Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when I rewind to when I was talking about like Googling about the bikini com- competitor diet yeah. and Okay. So I had had a conversation with an ex-boyfriend about doing bikini competitions. We break up heartbroken. I was like literally heartbroken with this guy. Um, although there was red flags all over the place, I just chose not to see them. So I thought that we were in love, but yeah, it was extremely heartbroken. That relationship actually, I think was what like prompted me to start Googling all that stuff. I was like, oh, maybe if I did a bikini competition, maybe my psyche was like, maybe if you do a bikini competition, he'll like want you back or something. I don't know. Girl Mm -hmm. brain. We don't know. But anyways, two years, I think like a year and a half or two years after we broke up, we remained like acquaintances, which was terrible. I mean, that was, that's another whole thing of me. I'm a chronic people pleaser. So I was like, we broke up and I was like, that's fine. We can be friends. (laughs) It's still fine. It's the worst. We have the same friend circle. So every girl that he like brought uh, around, it was like cutting my wrist every time. Uh, <laughs> it was terrible. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it was like a year and a half, two years later, I get a text message from him and he was like, Hey, someone reached out to me from a casting agency. They pitched like a whole like dating show to me. Would you like, I gave them your information. Cause I can't do this. I can't do this because of my job, but I thought that maybe it would be good for you kind of thing. And like, I'm like, thank you. At first you're like, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Excuse me. do you not think I can like get someone on my own? Like, what do you mean? But, but yeah, so that show, I actually, um, that was for married at first sight. Okay. So I, I interviewed for married at first sight. It went actually through a majority of the like interview process and they, like I was about to go on Married at First Sight, like serve me my contract. And I got the contract and I was like, fuck, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> I am not. My mother would shoot me if yeah. I got married. So you like, just like took it a step down with what yeah. was one. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. let's, let's have the, the version of this right before right? this one. <laughs> yeah. So it was so funny. So it was the same production company and yeah, a few years later. So they call me t- the middle of 2018 and, um, yeah, they're just pitched the show to me. Are you still single? Like, yeah, still single. Um, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> damn it. Yes, I am. But yeah, so pitched the show to me. And at first, honestly, like I the guys that I had been dating, I mean, again, even from the guy who introduced me to the casting, again, there were so many red flags during that relationship. And this guy, I mean, he's beautiful, like gorgeous, like outside <laughs> person. Um, so I think I was just blinded by that, blinded by the looks. I have no idea, but I mean, he has good parts to him too. But anyways, after that relationship, I think I was so hurt 
and I didn't know what personal development was. I didn't know what any of that was. So it was like, I was just hustling and grinding all the time, disconnecting on the weekends by, you know, connecting to martinis and vodka and making all boys at bars and just being mm-hmm. crazy. So, you know, it was more, I was attracting the guys that were very attractive, but were, I guess people, people would be like, Kelly, you're such a fixer. You're such a fixer. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So, because I needed yep. the fixing on the inside of myself. Yeah. So, so just I go would, fix other people. Yeah. Just go fix other people. Exactly. I'm like, I can fix them. I can fix them. <laughs> but I didn't know that's what I was doing. I just, right. you know, after a while. Yes. Um, but anyway, so my girlfriends were like, Hey, you keep attracting these like assholes. Like they're such dicks. Like you, you're attracting these guys that are not showing up for you. They treat you like shit. They're not making commitments. Like stop going after these like tens and go for like the six or sevens. <laughs> you're like, what? Yeah, but I want the hot 10. But I want the hot 10. I know exactly. So yeah, so when the show was pitched to me and they were like, oh yeah, you're going to speed date behind a wall. Like you're never going to see the person. It's based on connecting with their personality and all that. I was like, all right, maybe this is my opportunity to prove to my friends that I'm not just all about looks, that I actually do like the personalities of people. And (laughs) so that was the initial thing that I went for. But I don't know. I mean, like going on to the show, like right before we started filming, I even told my mom, I'm like, mom, I'll be like kicked off in like five days. Like this isn't gonna, you know, cause I'm, I'm like, I'm such a picky person. There's no way I'm going to match with anybody, blah, blah, blah. And then yeah, lo and behold, I go the full seven weeks, wind up on an altar and have to dump yeah. it on, on TV. <laughs> yep. In a wedding dress, in a wedding dress. We'll so say, I, I will say like that. I think, you know, it is a reality show, you know, it's a dating reality show. So take with that what you will. It's got a lot of, a lot of those vibes. And I think they did a really good job of it because it was interesting and, and, you know, also a bit ridiculous, like even just the concept itself, but they did a great job of not like demonizing you guys and the cast members and like make, and like allowing us, I think to see you guys as humans. And like, there was, there were some great connections that happened through it. And so I think they did an actually, like actually did a really good job with the show. And of course it was so fun to watch me like, look at my friend, my friend, <laughs> you know? And like, and also like when your friend isn't one of the like crazy ones is that's nice yeah. too. When you're yeah. like, and she's, <laughs> she's like the most normal. This is amazing. That's like- it's so funny because that's what everybody would say. Like one of my best friends who I've known since kindergarten, she was like, Kelly, how does it feel to be the most boring reality TV person? <laughs> I was like, not boring, but just was- not like, like you were just like There's lovely no and grounded and no drama. And yeah. 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 And yeah. I, there was, there was definitely intention. I mean, that whole, like literally 2018, I, that was when I changed everything about my life. So mm-hmm. I, I felt very confident. I was excited to be, I was excited and eager to be vulnerable and transparent with people. I was not looking for a surface level conversation. If anyone was having that with me, it was very, like, I was like not available for it. Mm -hmm. Um, they had liquor out for us. I mean, they had alcohol out for us. I chose majority of the time not to partake. I would maybe have a glass of wine or a drink, never got drunk during the speed dating portion of it. I got drunk on the bachelorette party night and like one time, I think when we were in Mexico, but like, otherwise, like I didn't, I just, yeah, I wanted to actually do the experiment. And I know too, 
like one, I slur when I get tipsy and two, I wanted to remember, like, I didn't, I don't know. I I didn't want to sound dumb. So I just was very intentional about it. And yeah, and there's a whole, I'll have to bring this up too, but being that it was such a year, a pivotal year for me, it was interesting because I told myself, I'm like, okay, my mom has said this for years. She's like, don't sleep with a guy until you've known him for six months, because if he really wants to be with you, if he really wants to be with you, he'll stick around for six months. And I'm like, okay. I need sooner than that. I'm like, no, no, that's like a very high priority for me. Like we got to see how that works together. (laughs) Totally. So I told myself, I was like, I told myself I'd give myself three months. I was like, the next guy I meet, I was like, the next guy I meet, I will not sleep with them until three months. That's amazing. Yeah. So Kenny was literally the next guy I met. And we were the only couple that did not have sex on the show. And everyone thought because of the way it was produced that it was because I was not physically attracted to him. We did other mm-hmm. things. We were sexually active. <laughs> I mean, but we just didn't do that. And there's a whole scene that they do show. But again, they spun it to kind of make it look like it was because yes. I'm not physically attracted to him. But I was having an extremely vulnerable conversation, which is what I just shared with you guys about the sexual trauma from college. Yeah. And I have to really make an emotional connection. And I told him during that scene too, I was like, you know, I just have had a problem with orgasming and I'm just, I'm trying to create an emotional connection before sleeping with someone. So it's like a three month thing for me right now. Like I went into it um, and I really wanted them to show it because, you know, when we got done filming that part, like Kenny, Kenny is such a compassionate, he's very sincere. And he was like, are you sure? Like that was okay for you to talk about. And I was like, yeah, because there's a, I know that there's so many women who feel the same way, like, or they've been, you know, maybe they've been raped or something, you know, sexually has happened and it has affected their entire sexual pleasure life, their entire life. Yep. Their entire life. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, they didn't show it, which whatever it's fine, but yeah, I mean, just like everything had changed so much for me and it just was very reflective. So yeah, I was just very grounded on the show and I wanted to just be me. I didn't, I'm not in here to you know, I'm not a god. I don't mind listening to gossip. Like I'm, I'm like, Oh, tell me the dirt, but I'm not here to dish it. Like yeah, people, everyone has their own shit going on. So why do we need to be nasty about things? Mm-hmm. You know? So that was yeah. it. <laughs> so following the show, cause yeah, it came out right around like lockdown and everything like that and exploded. It was hugely popular. And so with that, like your online presence exploded as well. Like, I don't know where you were exactly before it, but like a handful, a thousand. Right. And like, yeah. Yeah. And now like 400,000, more than 400,000. And that happened so fast. Can you, which like so many people, like a lot of people go on reality TV to like become famous or become social media famous, that kind of stuff. And while that's like, amazing in a lot of ways, especially like running your own business and building an audience community, all that kind of stuff. But I can imagine that to also be insanely stressful and just like, oh my gosh. So can you speak into that a little bit? Like just the, that massive, like huge, huge shift in visibility and growth and everything and just how that was. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think a lot of it, you know, the people pleasing came up so much for me, like, okay, well, how does my audience, how does this new audience want me to show up? Do I need to be like an influencer? Do I need to put my coaching on hold? Or what do I need to coach them on? How do I need to show up? Additionally, everything that you say, you have to be extremely careful because 
oh, you're a celebrity now and you have a voice. So if there's something like going against the grain, people are going to say something to you and you're going to get a lot of hate messages or comments Mm. or whatever. Um, Did you get a lot of of, like haters and stuff? I did. um, You know, when the last episode aired, you know, me turning Kenny down at the altar, obviously I know what happened, but the world didn't, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I would get DMS or comments on my page, you know, my friends would kind of take the heat and like, they'd go and like, debate with these people (laughs) but I'm like y'all just be unavailable for it you know that was something that I it does affect me I'm still human so yes I caught some of the comments I caught the dms that kind of thing I mean yeah it was like you're gonna be alone forever I mean I still it's so interesting because like literally today so it's been a year and a month since the show aired literally today I received a like random message that was like why you do my boy like that I'm like (laughs) Why you do like, like, are you, like that? Yeah. Like, are you just all, now watching boy. the show? If, if he's your boy, you would have been on top of this like a year ago. Get right. out of exactly. my time. Yeah. So I just like delete. I'm like delete. So, you know, it's just really funny. But yeah, I mean, when I, when that first episode or when that episode came out, though, it was like, you're going to die alone. Like, fuck you, bitch. Like it was, yeah, it was like nasty stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Like people, it's a freaking reality show. Like, oh, like it is still produced to a certain extent, like, yeah. holy shit, it's crazy. So yeah. And I would catch comments and, you know, like I said, my friends would go to bat for me. Like, you don't know what really happened. <laughs> All this stuff. It was funny. And, you know, whenever I did, sometimes I would want to say something, you know, to protect myself, but nine times out of 10, I would always respond, choose kindness on my page. And I would just throw up a heart emoji. That's what I would write to respond. Yeah. Like, how are you gonna? How are you gonna argue yeah. with that? So, yep. that's wow, what you I sound would like choose. such a happy person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, clap. Bye. I don't know, whatever. But yeah, it was it was definitely hard. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just like a bunch of energy. I was chronically exhausted. Um, but yeah, just like showing up how I think the world thought I needed to show up. That was probably the the hardest. And like all these brands wanted to collaborate with me. I'm like, I don't know how to do this influencer stuff. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, I don't, am I trying to be an influencer? I don't know. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and I didn't have guidance. I don't know. I was just throwing shit up. I didn't, I just yeah. didn't know. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it. Um, probably should have hired like a publicist or something at the time, but I didn't have that for myself. Um, it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. And I think some of that probably did contribute to anxiety a little bit in the sense that, well, I mean, a lot, because obviously like all these new eyes are on you and they're watching you, watching what you do. Like people are getting inspired by you, but also getting triggered by you. <laughs> like What's going on? And, you know, so Georgia was the first state to open up for, from COVID. Like, you know, people could like go to the restaurants and things like that outside seating and whatnot in May of last year, but I don't know. It's like, you know, you know, you like feel eyes on you. And mm. so you're like out and about and now it was it's filmed almost, in Atlanta, right? Yeah. It was filmed in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. So you a know, lot of locals. Yeah. 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 So I would, I mean, a handful of times, like I was on a date actually. And like the waitress like came up to me and she was like, you're the girl. And I was like, yeah, I'm the girl. <laughs> oh gosh. You're like, let's and not then, talk about that. I'm currently on a date. <laughs> yeah. The guy was like, 
you're the girl. What do you mean? What is she talking about? And I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I was on a show. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, all right, here we go. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But it was, okay. it, but I mean, yeah, just funny alone. I mean, not that, but it was just a lot of pressure. It just felt like a lot of pressure. And I think just, like I said, is people had these, I don't know, like even when, well, I'll say this, uh, you know, when in June, Black Lives Matter, like everything was, shit was hitting the fan. And I did say something on my social media because probably a part of me was like, oh, I should say something because mm-hmm. I'm a celebrity now and people mm-hmm. need to hear my voice and I have a voice and blah, blah, blah. And I did the message. So I got on, I said a message. The message was uh, misconstrued. It was clouded because I used the wrong language. I definitely was not aware. And I take full responsibility for the ignorance that came out of my mouth that day. But the message that I was trying to convey was like, so solid. And yeah, like it was, your, in- your heart was in the right place. The intention was in the right place. Yeah. And like, I will say with that, like, and this isn't, you know, this is my beliefs and my opinion. I think during that time, like no one could say or do the right thing. You were right. going to get attacked. Yeah. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. Because some of my other cast, no matter what, if you were silent, if you spoke up, if you yes. used one, like quote unquote wrong word, or it wasn't exactly phrased the right way, or like your facial expression or something like yeah. it was gnarly on social media. It was, it was really bad. Yeah. And, and that was, and again, I think maybe it was peer pressure in a sense, like, why aren't you speaking up about this? Why aren't, and I'm like, who am I to speak up about this? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, I, last year was the first year I freaking voted in my entire life too. So yeah, I started orgasms, voting, all the things. (laughs) I started making changes. I mean, I started educating myself and and whatnot. Like, yeah, like we are positioned with lessons all the time, you know, and I definitely learned mine. Don't speak on things you aren't 100%. I I agree. (laughs) I think when we have a platform, yes, there is some responsibility to use it responsibly and making sure that it's in alignment with your own values and making sure that you're not speaking without knowledge. Right. And that you've done your, your research and, and yeah, so I, I agree. Like it's, it's shown us everything that's happened in the past year has shown us so many opportunities for growth and learning and yeah. deeper understanding and deeper connection with not just ourselves, but with others, you know, yes. so yeah, yeah, powerful lessons all yes. around very powerful, but yeah, so it's dwindled. I mean, I feel like I've created, um, my engagement has, well, my engagement waivers, I guess, but my engagement definitely has dropped significantly, obviously since the show. I mean, I've lost a handful of followers and that's totally fine. I'm not like, a, I'm not a numbers fixated person. Yeah. Um, or I wasn't, or I guess I'm not now, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's interesting too. I mean, I did, I did gain not like jealousy, but like, I don't know. It was just like interesting, like watching some of my other castmates, like, you know, they're still getting like 50,000 likes on their posts and stuff. And I'm like, well, like, why am I not, you know, yeah. but I'm also talking about stuff that is deep. I'm not an influencer. I'm talking about shit that's deep that we all need to hear. And if you ain't ready to hear it, you're probably going to unfollow me. Yeah. So, and too, like it was being able to look at that experience also, because that was still like, while you were doing so much of the deep work, right. That's when that yeah. came along, you were still struggling, struggling with like worthiness stuff and like yeah. mindset things. And so 
for you, it's like, yeah, I can see how you can look at your other cast members and stuff with, even with the job thing where they're like, oh, you're still working your normal human job, like all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And like, and like even just comparing the engagement and stuff like that, but it's like the value that you got it out of it and the transformation that you went through as a part of that, that was so profound. And so that was like, that's such a big gift in and of itself. And so if like the big deals and stuff like that aren't aren't happening or the engagement isn't the same, like that's okay. Cause like you needed that chapter to become the woman that you are. Totally. And that's how Absolutely. it needed to look, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's why, you know, it's interesting too, because I think I was trying to still people please and just show up how I feel like people wanted me to show up. And I just, it's, I was so out of alignment, like the last mm. year that it was just so that's why I had the anxiety attacks because I was trying to be something I'm not or was trying too hard and I didn't even realize it. Maybe I don't, I don't know, but yeah. the last couple of weeks, the, I mean, my engagement's been decent and like, I just, am, I'm just speaking from my heart and I'm just being me. Like I have wanted to like launch a program, but I'm like, I don't, it's not right right now. Like, mm-hmm. although I know that a program could help someone and whatever, I just am really radically just being and just showing up to serve and just talking and being me. And I just, it feels better. Good. Good. So, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I'm like, so how- my teachings will come just in my conversation, you know, like, I don't Absolutely. need to sell a program right now to do it, but yeah. you know, and, but like I said, I'm important I'm thing. That's an important thing too, is to know where you're at right now. Like, like, you know, you and I talked like divorce was part of my 2020. That's a huge freaking thing, you know? And so I had all these income goals for 2020 and all this stuff. And I got very close to them and, and I'll still like made more last year than I've ever made in my entire life while working less, which is so beautiful. Um, and like toward the end of the year, I'm like, okay, well I'm like 50 K away from my big, big goal. So what else do I need to do to make that happen? And then I was like, actually, like I've made plenty. I'm not lacking for money right now. And what I need more than crushing that goal is time and space and continued flexibility in my schedule continued, just like what you were saying, time to just be, you know, and to like stay in this spaciousness and stuff. And so that's, that's where we can like readjust all the time to make sure we're taking the best care of ourselves and staying super aligned. Yeah. yeah. And so if it's like, yeah. hey, you know what? a program isn't the right thing right now. And that's okay. Like it, it right. may be at some point, but right now in this chapter, that's not what's going to support me and like light me up most. So yeah, right. I love that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I want to say something too, like, just cause you said, you know, you, you made like the most money, but you, you were doing less. And I just love that. Um, so obviously the month of March, is when I left my nine to five, I took two weeks off from doing anything. Um, I actually, I invested in a program. So I like, and it's like a $1,400 a month program. I like gave my sister some money. My bank account went down and it has doubled in two weeks. Hey, and I'm like, I'm like interesting because I wasn't working for two weeks and I have more money than I had. Yeah. When we do the inner work, right? Like that abundance comes to us much more. Yeah. Yeah. It does. So 
I would love to hear how dating has been for you since the show. So like over the past year, so not just how was dating for you in 2020, because that's a whole thing in and of itself, but how was dating, how has dating been for you since the show too? Yes. Okay. So this, <laughs> I was asked this, so I don't know if you know, Blake Horseman, he's um, like, he was on one of the bachelorette season, Becca Kuman's season. No, I don't. Okay. Adorable guy, adorable guy. This isn't going where you think it might go. Anyways, he has a, <laughs> he runs, he runs a podcast. He runs a podcast and they had me on this podcast and he asked me the same question. He was like, oh my God, like you must have like dudes like sliding in the DM all the time and stuff. And I was like, honestly, no, I really don't. It's really weird. I don't know if maybe I give off lesbian vibes. I don't know. <laughs> no, but I think too, you give off like empowered, like yeah. woman vibes and not like thirst trap influencer shit. So yeah, it's probably intimidating to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah. That's probably it. I mean, yes, I will get DMS, but it's not like I have no interest, you know? So, but yeah, since the show came out, I mean, like I said, I was dating, you know, one of my best friends, um, from when the show came out until August, the end of August of last year, he wasn't showing up for me the way that I wanted him to. But again, I wasn't showing up for myself. I wasn't in my boundaries, all that. Again, we're a mirror reflection. Um, I went on a date and that's when, you know, the, someone was like, oh, aren't you the girl? Um, but I was just unavailable for dating because my heart was with him, you know, with mm-hmm. my best friend. So once it was interesting. So once I decided, okay, like, and we both decided to choose ourselves. We mutually agreed to like, separating cut ties at least for a little while but anyways I had a session with a love coach like a love and relationship expert the week after me and the guy ended things okay and she did this like emotional like energy healing stuff with me and within two weeks I received a Facebook message, uh, which I don't have, like, I don't check Facebook messages very often. Anyways, I receive a Facebook message and it is from another guy I went to high school with that I had not heard of or seen in 15 years. Right. And anyways, I start talking to him. I'm like super vulnerable and open with him about this. Like he was asking me about the show stuff, whatever. And this was a guy that he was two years older than me. I had a massive crush on in high school, massive crush. So anyways, Long story short, we wind up going like on a couple of dates. I think it was, yeah, like two dates, whatever. He was awesome. Like had gone to therapy. He had, he had some relationship issue, like, you know, challenges, whatever, had gone to therapy. He's been doing the inner work, like Good. Yes, all this stuff, right? And I was like, wow, okay. Like, wow. But this man who literally checks off the boxes of how I would want a guy to treat me just showed up like a week after this woman did this like emotional energy shit on me. And I was like, it worked. It worked. Like I attracted the guy that I've been like hoping for. Granted, he had basically he'd been divorced and had kids. And I was like, that is not something that I want right now. Like I finally get to choose. Yeah. I'm like, I finally get to choose what I want. And I don't want that right now. And maybe it was too soon after the other relationship ending though too. So I think I just needed time and space to heal from that. Yeah. But I was like, wow. And we were just so open with each other. I mean, we were about to go on another date and he he had gotten sick. So we like didn't wind up going, but I was like, I was just real with him. And I said, you know, I don't think I have to be honest with you. Like, I don't think I, I don't see this like 
like, I don't feel this pull to like kiss you. I don't feel like called mm. to call you. Like I like our conversations, but I don't have this, like, there's not like, this like spark. Not thinking about him when you're not together, not missing right. him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I just like knew something was off and he was like, he goes, yeah, it was interesting. Like I kind of been feeling the same way. He said, I was actually going to try and kiss you on the, our next date to see if there was something, maybe that was it, you know? And I was like, mm. yeah, I mean, and I probably would have let it to see if that was a thing too, you know, but it just never happened and it's fine. Yeah. And we'll still keep in touch from time to time. But so dating though, since then, since letting that go, I'm just extremely intentional. I mean, yeah, if I go on I the dating that. apps, if I'm on the dating apps, uh, it's not necessarily because I'm bored. It's because, okay, well, maybe right now I can create the space to like try to date. I mean, we have to take inspired actions in anything we want. Yeah. We can't just like necessarily wait for the person to show up. So right, it's not I, just affirmations, right? You got to take the action right. too. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, maybe I will like dabble with the dating apps. And I did meet, this was maybe two months ago. I I met someone else like through the dating apps, never met them in real life, still haven't, but same scenario, divorce has kids. Um, and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Which, well, this is so funny. Cause I was talking to a friend about this now because, you know, I, you know, newly divorced 34 years old. I don't have any children. And now as women in our mid thirties, like that's a question to ask is, Oh, have you ever been married or do you have any kids? Like, which I, I haven't been single up until the past year, haven't been single since 23 years old. I was with my ex for 10 years. And so as a 23 year old, right. Like dating, like asking someone if they've been married or if they have kids, like that's not really like one of your go-to questions, but these days it like, that's yeah. pretty much one of the questions on the list. Cause it's a pretty common thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Point. Yeah. Absolutely. Women of our and, age. <laughs> no, absolutely. And this guy was, you know, again, like just very open and vulnerable, transparent with me about things. And, you know, it's wasn't his fault, <laughs> you know, the divorce and all that. And it doesn't matter if it was or not. It's if you are doing the work to help yourself out, like if you've gone to therapy or you're, you've changed because of what, whatever, you know? And that was kind of like what he was saying to me was that like, I am a completely different person than I was when I was married. And I was like, that's cool. And what was also interesting, like, we, I think we just kind of like fizzled out, you know, it just wasn't, he, I think yeah. he knew that I was not looking for someone who had Children, yeah, that's a lot. You know? Yeah, that's a big commitment and a big thing to jump into, you know. Yeah, yeah. For, for but we're you. yeah, but we're like friends on Facebook, like whatever, you know, he's just seemed like a cool dude. Um, but it was interesting. So around this time, I actually had I had interviewed Mark Groves from Create the Love Instagram account, and we dove into divorce topic um for my podcast, and it was interesting. That podcast episode crashed, it never couldn't like it didn't save. I was like, damn it. Cause it was so yeah. good. But when I reached out to be like, dude, it didn't save. Like, I'm so sorry. I tried to save it to my computer, not the cloud. I fucked up, you know, whatever I go, but you know what? I said, everything happens for a reason. And I think I needed to hear the message that you were sharing that day. So mm. it was like, just, you know, he's like, you can like, what, who cares if you get divorced, you know, basically like yeah. it's doesn't matter. Like so work on yourself and be a better person and what, whoever, whatever happened, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like you learn a you lot. Can, you can choose love again and you can be in love with someone else. And you know, it's, it's everything else is circumstantial. Like it doesn't matter, you know, and it was just a really radical conversation, but you know, I still, I was like sitting with myself and I was like, well, maybe, 
maybe I am more open to it, you know, after sitting with a little bit more, but, but then I was thinking, I'm like, but there are also, there's a lot of guys out there who have also never been married and have never had children who are bettering themselves just as I am. And maybe we will align. Yeah. And, 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 and these men coming into your life, like, especially with you having more clarity around what you want and what you're available for, like the universe is showing you what's out there, you know, and it may not be exactly the perfect fit right now, but you're, you're refining that. And you are continuing to put it out into the world and out into the universe, what you are looking for. Right. And so like, I believe that you, we get closer and closer and closer. And I also believe that when we when you know, okay, what am I available for right now? And what am I looking for? Right. Cause those are two different things. Like yeah. I definitely had a phase after becoming single this past year where I was like, okay, I do not in any way want an exclusive relationship right, right. now. Yes. At some point. Absolutely. Right now it's a no. So right. I am not available for an exclusive monogamous relationship. And I also know that like when I do want that and I am in the space for that, like this is the kind of man that I'm looking for. Right. And, and so even like in dating, right? Like even in dating, like if you're like, oh, well, this guy is a just for now sort of thing. Yeah. But does he have those qualities that like fit into the just for now category? Or does he have the qualities that I'm looking for? Because if it's a misalignment, like even if you don't necessarily see the future there, if you're sacrificing a lot of the things that you want, like you're telling yeah. the universe that like, oh yeah, keep sending me shit options like this or, yeah. or misaligned options, right? And so getting clear on what you're available for and yeah. what you're looking for um, and knowing like, okay, if I'm looking for my partner, like this is what this is what I want. If I'm looking for just some lighthearted fun, then maybe I'll, I don't need X, Y, Z and that'll yeah. be okay. But like, but getting really self-aware, like that's such yes. an important part of it. And so I love that you're like, Hey, I know that I don't want this right now. And so even though these guys were great in a lot of ways, like it's not worth it for yourself to stay in it because they're like good enough. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I have written out, you know, I have a a notebook that has like what I desire, like what I'm looking for, how I want the person to make me feel. I have all of that. Um, like down to even like future casting, like Oh, I like, I love watching my husband do homework with our children. Yeah. Like that is the thing that I put in that notebook. And it's like, cause that's what I do want. I mean, what if I, okay. What if I didn't put that in there I meet this man? He's incredible. He's great. He's wonderful. And we get married. And then he's like, not really that, you know, he doesn't really exist with our children. Like that yeah. would be, I think, heartbreaking to me. I'll be yep. like, babe, like I'm like, yeah, I do that too. Like to- I was just looking for like the post-it <laughs> or the index card over here. That is the things that I'm, oh yeah, yeah. I've got like them right here. I'm like, this yeah. is what I'm calling in. I've got a big one over there on the board. That's what I'm calling in. Thank you very much, universe. Exactly. Can't wait. Yeah, no, I love that. And you know what you were saying too about just what you're available for as well. Like, so I actually, well, I, you know, I took two weeks off after I left the nine to five and I was just having fun. Like this one Sunday night, I, had a Sunday fun day and pretty much like I met someone and it was like the most spontaneous night of my life. Yeah. It was like really <laughs> so random, but I remember like having a conversation with him. I got like wine drunk, <laughs> I got wine drunk and he's, he's driving. Like, I mean, he was, he wasn't drinking and, like that. Um, but anyways, he was like driving and he asked me about like the guy that I dated, um, you know, my like long-term friend 
And I remember this conversation that I was telling him like how we were just like not showing up as our best selves for each other and stuff. And he was like, I remember him responding like, that's, that's really interesting that you guys were so self-aware that that's how you ended things. Not like, cause he cheated on you or that you hated him or like, well, fuck you. You're not showing up for me. It was like, you were both so radically aware of how you were showing up yeah. that you knew, like you took the most mature approach. You communicated like your closure, like you, the end of things, you know, it was like, that was really cool. Anyways, later on, I started not feeling well because obviously I drank like a bottle and half of wine, I think. And <laughs> he like I was like dude I think I need to like pull over we would pull over he's like helping me to try to get sick off this like side of the road he was so nice and um he winds up like coming over to my house and I was and he was like do you want me like you want to like stay with like are you okay do you want me to stay with you for a little while and I was like yeah actually I do and not in a way of like it was more of me saying like yeah just in case like I live alone like in case like I die or something like what if I get really sick I don't know so yeah I like invited him in my house he like laid with me in my bed I think he did try to kiss me and he and he but he made a comment about it like like what you know like you're like yeah how drunk are you right now yeah 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 well yeah well he made a comment like something like you're like I'm trying to like flirt with you like be intimate with you and I I was like yeah I'm just like really I'm, I'm guarded I told him I was like I'm guarded like I I don't I don't know if I said that I still had feelings for my ex. I don't know, but I was like, I'm just really guarded and I'm not, I'm fucking drunk. Like I'm not going to do anything with you right now. You're like, I'm trying to just not throw up. So maybe not. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like if I tilt over, it'll probably just fall out of my mouth. So (laughs) let's not, I don't want to put that into the mix. Yeah. So it was just interesting. I mean, he, he wound up like leaving like halfway through the night or whatever. And we did exchange phone, we did exchange phone numbers. Um, but we haven't gotten back together. Um, I think he's a really nice guy, but I think just with all my life transitions, I'm just not, I'm not available. Like I just, I, I have, it's again, and that, that kind of thing where I just like, I mean, if he like texted me and was like, Hey, can I take you to dinner? I'd probably like, okay, yeah, that's fine. But I like, I have no urgency to go hang out with him and no it's not a person I don't want him to take it personally it's just I'm just like not available like I'm so in a zone of like doing me and figuring out like realigning to my purpose right now and just being me right now that I just Mm -hmm. don't I don't care to go on dates right now like yeah I don't know so yeah I'm just like not available I guess or not available that's okay I don't know yeah yes right now that's what it is yeah, and it's great. And you're honoring it, which I love. Yeah. 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 Definitely honoring it. Like I, I wouldn't mind like making out with someone, I think, but I haven't kissed. I have literally not, not kissed anyone in seven months. So right, you hear that everybody, if you are a quality <laughs> man, he is a little making out over here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, it's a girl up. <laughs> yeah. Slide into those DMs. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Don't make it weird. Um, all right. I could seriously keep talking to you forever. And I'm looking at the clock and we've talked for about 90 minutes. So we're going to close the loop and you absolutely will be coming back on. So yeah. what, so two more questions. Okay. One, which we ask everybody, what is one key piece of advice, whether that's an action item, a quote, a thought, um, a question to ask yourself, but one thing that you would tell people who are really looking to stand out and live like an unapologetically bold, aligned and authentic life. 
Yeah. I, I will say my mantra, let go of what's not serving you. Yeah. Yep. Just really, really have the awareness, like literally take a journal out and bring awareness to everything that you feel resistance to challenge. You don't like anything that could be about yourself. That could be a behavior that you do that you don't like. I don't like being a procrastinator, whatever, like literally write it out. So you see it and you're like, okay, so the next time you do it, or you just have the awareness like, okay, well, I don't like the certain clothes in my closet, go pull them, yank them out and put them in a trash bag, like get rid of it. <laughs> like yes. just have a radical awareness to what is not serving you and just take the action to let it go. I promise you will be a better person for it. Absolutely. I love that. And then finally, where can everybody find you and connect with you and hire you all the things, listen to your podcast, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have a podcast chase life with Kelly. Um, you can find it on everywhere. Um, let's see chase life together.com is my website and Instagram chase life with Kelly. I actually have a YouTube channel now, Mm. so it's the same thing. Chase life with Kelly. Everything's chase life with Kelly pretty much. Perfect. Um, Facebook, I have a Facebook group, chase life with Kelly as well. And yeah, everything on my YouTube channel right now is just like the video version of my podcast. So if you like the visual and you want to see the guests, like go check that out. So amazing. Yeah. All right. You guys chase life with Kelly, connect with Kelly, follow her. She is doing amazing, amazing things. Just so authentic and sharing so much like love and powerful coaching and guidance and all that kind of stuff. So I love you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking the, you know, an hour and a half, if not more out of your day to chat. This was epic and we'll definitely be having you back on soon. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful, and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me if you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review, and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice and keep being you because the world needs more of your magic.